0: Welcome to our podcast, Are You There Universe, hosted by me, Jamie Wu, and Sunny Yu, two high-achieving Asian American women recovering from burnout. Join us as we embark on a journey to reclaim ourselves and inner power, unpack and explore the transformative nature of social change and justice at the level of the spirit, and heal our past traumas by exploring our present. Because when you heal yourself, you heal the world. When you evolve, the world evolves with you. So one of my favorite texts that I've been receiving over the last couple of weeks and months have been messages from friends or coworkers Mm -hmm. or mentors that are telling me how moving our podcast is for them and Mm -hmm. how resonant it is for them. And they've just completely made my day, but, um, In addition to that, we have received a lot of questions in some of those Mm -hmm. stories of gratitude and appreciation. Sunny, we've received so many. I'm so excited to to talk through them. (laughs) The first question, which is, I think, the best one to start with, is Mm. how would you actually define mindfulness?
1: Mm -hmm. And, And what is
0: really spirituality to you?
1: Oh my gosh, I wrote about that in my
0: paper today, so... Yeah, why don't you start off, Sunny? Oh, define (laughs) mindfulness. (laughs) Well, um,
1: well, mindfulness and spirituality for me mean two different things. For me, mindfulness is really about this. It's like a practice of inviting a higher perspective in my life, so that if I'm feeling really uh, focused on a particular area of my life that's not working out. Mindfulness allows me to take a step back and see the bigger picture so that I can diffuse the pressure and seriousness Mm -hmm. um, that I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And so I think about mindfulness that way. Like these are techniques. These are Mm -hmm. states of being. Spirituality for me, um, it is a very desperate desire and longing for alternative ways of being human and it has a it has a kind of like evolutionary thrust to it mm-hmm. like i want something more i want something different
0: mm-hmm. and
1: i am willing to take risks to for that thing
0: right yeah what about you yeah so i mentioned in a couple of episodes that i'm taking some mindfulness courses through usc their health and wellness department and program and This particular semester. I'm taking mindfulness for creativity and mindfulness for writing and I loved one of the definitions that one of these instructors provided which is mindfulness is the ability to pay attention to whatever arises in your awareness in the present moment and to do so without judgment and being receptive and non-reactive Mm-hmm. And so I'll credit that to Professor Alan Weiss, but I love this definition because it, it's structured for me in three very easily comprehensible parts, which is mm-hmm. paying attention and paying attention to your awareness. Like what is happening in the current moment? How do you currently feel? Can you pinpoint that and paying attention to all the physical feelings in your body or the sounds that you're hearing or your breath? And then doing so without judgment. So, whatever thoughts that come into your mind, you're mm-hmm. aware of them and you're not judging them. So, maybe you're, you know, feeling frustrated or angry or sad, not being judgmental of those feelings. And then finally, being receptive and non reactive. So, most times when we get angry, at least for me, I have an immediate response, right, to like my my blood Mm -hmm. starts to boil, I get really angry, I want to throw something. Mm -hmm. And being mindful is taking a pause, recognizing, being aware that I'm angry, and just not reacting right away. And so I think that that really ties into your definition of kind of seeing the bigger picture, right, Mm -hmm. of like elevating ourselves and seeing beyond what's happening in the very current moment.
1: Yeah, it's very related to the concept of witness consciousness. Mm -hmm.
0: And in terms of spirituality, I mean, to be totally honest, I didn't really have a sense of what spirituality was until I started talking to you about it, maybe three or four months ago, I had always tied spirituality to religion, Mm -hmm. and never really saw it outside of that. And now I'm realizing it's seeing beyond the material world, right? And the material, physical things that we come into contact with, and trusting in the universe, right? That's like mm-hmm. a very spiritual thing. It is it is a it is a type of faith. It doesn't necessarily tie to organized religion. Yeah, and
1: actually what you're saying reminds me that my very motivation to do social justice or engage with social justice was spiritual in the sense that mm. you are engaging in a fight that is very difficult to win
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right it you know throughout history and whatnot whatnot. and so how to to do that requires a kind of faith and spirituality just to be like this is worth it i'm compelled to do it despite the odds
0: Mm -hmm. despite
1: its illogical nature yeah
0: well I think that's really helpful just to be able to center those definitions (laughs) and as Mm -hmm. we're talking through them. And Sunny, so who asked that wonderful question?
1: So that question is from Kate. Uh, She lives in Ann Arbor. She's actually a very good friend of mine. So thank you for that question, Kate. Thank you, Kate.
0: Our second question comes from my friend Ross, who lives in LA. He texted me and asked, what is step one? Where do I start as far as meditation, having a mantra, or working towards creating a connection between my mind and body? Mm, That's a really great question. Yeah. And one thing that I had brought up to him was meditation and mindfulness, they get easier with practice, right? It's why they call them practices. It's also what they call yoga, yoga practices, Mm -hmm. right? It's just like when you're practicing running or jogging to prepare for a marathon, you similarly need to practice meditating, and over time, you'll get a lot better and it'll get a lot easier because you're exercising that muscle in your brain mm-hmm. uh, to create space to sit still, to you know not not have your mind race over time. And those are those are you known as small practice over time. And for me, one really great place to start uh, is Deepak Chopra's 21 Days of Abundance, which mm-hmm. I mentioned in a few episodes. Is a 21 day journey where you meditate every day consecutively for 21 days. And the meditations are very short. They're like a couple minutes long. But each day includes some journal prompts. It includes an audio recording of mantras and some musings and thoughts to consider throughout your day. And for me it was such an it was such a structured way to get into meditation because I think often we're like, oh, we don't have time. We can't do this or like when do I do it? But Knowing I had 21 days, I just had to do like 10 minutes a day. And I had this audio recording with like lessons and small instructions attached. It was something I could look forward to every day. And I will also mention that in that practice, it calls on you to invite other people into the practice and for you to lead that 21 days for others. And that's how I, you know, brought Sunny into the fold to to do that. Mm -hmm. But When I felt like I couldn't do it anymore and I felt like I wanted to like, you know, like, oh, I don't have time or I'm too busy. I thought, no, I need to do it because I'm leading another group. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so actually being accountable to other people and doing it in a group was such a collective way for me to stay engaged and stay involved.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think your story brings up many really insightful points about knowing yourself and what motivates you and what works for you mm-hmm. um, because for me similarly I really got into meditating when I went to a Buddhist monastery and I did um, back then they didn't really have like a structured temple stay kind of program like they do now they have so many now in Korea but I did a solo one I, I went to the morning meditations at 4 a.m. And then another one at 11 a.m. And there was like an evening one at 6 p.m. And so for me, like just being in a totally different environment altogether and having that dramatic change and shift really was for me. Like I love love that drama.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sounds like you did like 4 a.m., 11 a.m., 6 p.m., whatever. I mean, well, you'd also mentioned to me that you should set alerts to do those. Do you want to talk a little bit about that strategy?
1: Yeah, so there are other strategies that work, is you wanna set your timer for particular times during the day that just remind you to be mindful in that moment. So, even just for five, 10 seconds, you're just noticing. So, sometimes this will happen when I'm in the middle of a conversation, and I'll just, yeah, I'll just turn the alarm off, go back to the conversation, but I'm now more aware of Mm -hmm. what I'm doing right I'm going at it with a different intention because I'm reminded to do so
0: so it's not even necessarily like having to sit still or Mm -mm. close your eyes and do deep breaths like that's not even necessary Mm -mm. in the beginning at least if you're looking to start it's just oh I want to be very intentional about what is happening and what I'm doing
1: and fully experiencing The all layers of my experience, the Mm -hmm. conversation, how I'm feeling, the sensations of my body, what's around me, trying to expand my awareness at the same time. And so actually there is, this is part of a um, mindset practice to change your mindset is to Mm -hmm. set an alarm every three hours for 10 days. And like every time the alarm goes off, for every three hours, you have an affirmation mm-hmm.
0: that you're trying to
1: introduce into your body, mind, subconscious.
0: Mm. Yeah, I like that. And if if people are looking for mantras, mm. we've introduced a few of those at the end of every episode as our affirmations of the week. And so you, know, you could choose one of those and that will be your mantra for the week and focusing your, your time on that during those kind of alerts, so to speak. mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think as it relates to the podcast and for me, my mindfulness classes, journaling has been a really wonderful way to Mm -hmm. get out all my thoughts on paper. So there's a lot of material that we cover and a lot of stories that we share, and maybe they're all kind of jumbled in your head, right? Mm -hmm. And being able to just sit down, okay, I'm going to take five minutes and just stream of consciousness, right? And just let flow whatever comes out. Don't edit, don't erase, don't try to think of fancy words, just get it out. And oftentimes for me, journaling provided a repetition to further internalize concepts and ideas. So I went back and actually read through all of my journal entries from doing the 21 Days of Abundance. And I noticed how almost every day or every couple of days, I'll repeat the same thing Mm. And I think in that moment, I think I'm thinking it for the first time. And I'm like, oh, I'm writing. This is so insightful. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. But then I go back and I'm like, no, I I did that so many times, but it just needed that repetition and yeah. needed, you know, me to just like come up with it for the first time every time for then, then me to realize, no, it was actually there the whole time. And that's you know also part of storytelling of the mind. It's just reinforcing these new stories mm-hmm. and new narratives. And you can do that through journaling
1: and here's a new narrative about <laughs> this question about where to stop where where, where step one where do I start and I always want to remind everyone that you are already doing it you're already being mindful and it is actually your natural state of being so when you're playing a sport that you really enjoy or reading a book that you really enjoy just thinking about the intensity of focus that you have when you do those things. That is something that we are always aware of seeking. And so instead of thinking about what do I have to do to Mm. be more mindful, you can think about, well, what are things that prevent you from being in a state of balance and think about things that require no effort at all. So really all of these practices here that we, uh, we name, even though they do require effort once you start doing it, like 21 days of abundance or the mm. alerts, the thing is that all of these practices should feel effortless. It should feel inspired mm. and energetic in terms of like, I want to do this. I'm so eager. There needs to be like this, like eagerness to do it, you know? <laughs> And if you don't feel that eagerness to meditate or have a mantra or those things, don't do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Start with activities that you feel are effortless to you already. And maybe it's like a form of exercise or walking or talking to a friend about it once a week. Mm -hmm. And let that feeling of effortless ease spread to these other areas of your Mm -hmm. life and inspire other forms of action. And so, this is where you want to follow your creative impulses hmm. So, like yeah. it's somebody had to think of the alert every three hours. That's a creative idea. Someone had to think of that,
0: so I have two responses to that, mm-hmm. and um, because I think what all of what you're saying is so gelling with me right now. And the first is, I mentioned this, I think, in our first episode that shame mm-hmm. only incites short-term growth, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if you're feeling like, oh, I need to journal today, or like, oh, I need to meditate, damn it. like i don't I don't feel like it, but I have to, right. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be sustainable over the long run. You Mm -hmm. want to inspire moments and a lifestyle that kind of cultivates the sense of ease in doing those things. And the second thing is something that I discovered in my mindfulness for creativity class this morning, where our instructor wanted to break down the the idea of being creative.
1: Mm -hmm. We just
0: want to be creative, right? the thing is we are already creative human beings and mm-hmm. what we're striving for is to create the circumstances that allow us to be creative. So if you're a dancer, yeah. it's like, you know, maybe you're like, I don't feel like dancing. Well, let's create the space that inspires you to dance. Let's, mm-hmm. let's turn on the music that inspires you to dance. And gradually over time, creating the space for you to to practice mindfulness, because we're already mindful, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just creating the space and time for you to practice it.
1: And actually, the whole purpose of mindfulness is to cultivate self knowledge, that's spirituality. So that's where like mindfulness bleeds into spirituality and mindfulness is really and meditation is really a tool to get you there.
0: Well, wonderful. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Ross, for that question. We hope that helped and hope that speaks to other people who might have that same question. Mm -hmm. Uh, So our third question comes from uh, Terrence, who Mm -hmm. is in LA Mm -hmm. and he has a question, which is how can we overcome the feeling of feeling like we're in a rut during the pandemic? feeling Mm -hmm. Like we're just kind of doing the same thing every day. Um, How do we get out of that?
1: Mm -hmm. For me, when I think about, oh, I'm in a rut, it's because I feel like I'm not growing. Mm-hmm. And so I have to really reflect on, well, what does that mean that I don't feel like I'm growing? In what mm-hmm. ways do I want to be growing? You know, mm-hmm. And that helps me think about the habits and new um, lifestyle changes that I might need to make to get there. Writing down a promise that you're going to keep to yourself, that is an act of self-parenting, which is really acts of self-care that are a little challenging, right? Not mm-hmm. like grabbing for the chocolate or you know, self-care, what does it really mean? It's like, making yourself a healthy meal, going to exercise, calling a friend, going to bed at a regular time. It's not really just about treating yourself, Mm -hmm. but getting into that joy of disciplining yourself Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and feeling that it's not a punishment, but (laughs) actually a way of loving yourself. And again, here is another place where we can change the narrative of what Mm -hmm. it means to be in a rut. So because whenever I think of myself being in a rut, I feel like the most important thing to do is switch my mindset instead of thinking that I'm in a rut, that I'm actually in a place of opportunity Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm in a place of rest and reflection. And if you can't go there immediately, just find a distraction, something that excites you.
0: Mm -hmm. It's about like finding something new every Mm -hmm. day to kind of spark joy. Yeah, yeah. You want to, yeah, yeah.
1: Even if Mm -hmm. it's watching TV. Yeah. Like people say such bad things about distractions. Like we're so (laughs) distracted. Don't be distracted, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but distraction is a coping mechanism that Mm -hmm. is, that does a good job.
0: (laughs) And it also (laughs) introduces stimuli. Right. Because I mean, most people who are in a rut are like, wow, I'm 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 feeling sameness all the time. Mm -hmm. It's just sameness, Mm -hmm. right? And so the idea of distractions are introducing just different types of stimuli into your brain, and whether that's physical stimuli or mental or emotional. Actually, I'm still currently a part-time grad student at USC and I'm I'm now reading like very heavy academic texts. And they've Mm -hmm. been very stimulating. I mean, I'm telling you I'm like, wow, I'm like really working my brain. In a completely different way and it's introducing a whole new narrative or mm-hmm. opportunity during this kind of what would feel like a rut right and so mm-hmm. even something as simple as that can also really mm-hmm. help yay wonderful well thank you terrence hopefully that thank also resonates with, with others as we're still navigating this pandemic
1: okay so this is a question that i received from jared who's in mm-hmm. detroit he asks What are the most magical moments you experience the law of attraction working for you? Mm,
0: This is such a good one. (laughs) I love
1: this one. I have so many. (laughs) Okay,
0: well, you definitely go first. I need to think about this one a little bit. Okay,
1: so you know the way I love experiencing law of attraction is through synchronicity or synchronicity or whatnot. And mm-hmm. in the beginning, I used to experience it a lot in areas that didn't really matter in my life. <laughs> so, okay. So I was at a conference in Hawaii and during our downtime, you and I, my friends, we decided to drive somewhere and I had it in my mind that we would all go to this crystal store that I really wanted to go to (laughs) but because started getting later and later and it kind of came to this point where we had to decide whether some of us wanted to go to the crystal store or if some of us wanted to go to this um, local fish restaurant Mm -hmm. right (laughs) and I had it in my mind I was kind of stubborn about wanting to go to the crystal store but in the end only I wanted to go to the crystal store. (laughs) (laughs) And so I decided to let it go and but I was feeling a little sad about it because um, I was feeling so connected to Hawaii and buying a crystal in Hawaii just felt very like special to me. But anyway, we are at the restaurant and we're eating and and out of nowhere, I hear the song somewhere over the mm-hmm. rainbow. Okay, so this song before my trip to Hawaii, I was obsessed with this song. Like I would listen to it all the time, I was singing it wow. and and it was just like something that brought me so much joy. And in that moment at the restaurant that song comes up, okay? Mm-hmm. And then I walk around to throw away my plate. And I see that across the street, kind of, there are these two people leaning over. And so I go over there and I see that it's the stream. And in the stream, there is this whole school of koi fish. And koi fish holds a very significant meaning to me. Mm -hmm. And so in those moments, I just felt like the universe was sending me love and memories and special moments to
0: stand in
1: for yeah reassurance but also like to stand in for whatever crystal I wanted as a keepsake of Mm -hmm. that period of time right like now I have this memory and it just felt so synchronistic
0: Mm, I like that so for you you know you've been so nested in this space and in seeking out these moments and realizations of Synchro Destiny. And so it's interesting because for me, I have only really been introduced to that concept very recently, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why it's a little harder for me to think of something because I haven't really been paying attention, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, in many ways. And and a lot of examples where I thought of, you know, this was just a coincidence might have been a moment of Synchro Destiny. And so the one that really comes to light for me. And I feel like I've shared this before, but after I lost my job earlier this year, obviously like three or four days later, a friend from college sent me the 21 days of abundance and Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'll do this. You know, I mentioned before I probably wouldn't have done it if I had gone in at any other time. But as I was doing this 21 days of abundance, immediately following that, that's when I learned that USC was introducing these mindfulness classes. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'll do that too. And basically, in in sequence, all of these things started happening that really created kind of this perfect storm of Mm -hmm. focusing on mindfulness, right? And using mindfulness as a tool for self-reflection. I had been talking with a friend of mine, Kevin, who I've known since college as well, actually, who I've known since high school about his kind of healing journey Mm -hmm. since last year. But since I was so enmeshed in mindfulness at this particular time, when we talked again, it felt like everything he was saying was so crystal clear to me, right? It was like, Mm -hmm. oh, now I know what you're saying. And we'd had conversations about our relationships with our mothers And he had told me about this argument he had with his mother and how he kind of has grown from that and being able to see his mom as, you know, this, this whole person and this person who has her own thoughts and feelings and, and dreams, et cetera. And then the next week I had done that practice Mm. in the 21 days of abundance where I'm supposed to have this conversation, a very difficult Mm -hmm. conversation with my mother. And basically I was like, wow, I was literally just talking to Kevin about this. Mm-hmm. And it just all, I felt like a lot of this kind of came together at the same time. And then I had been thinking about doing a podcast because my friend had did a podcast. She's doing a podcast that's kind of like a talking about politics and talking mm-hmm. about current events with a friend. And I listened to her podcast and I'm like, wow, I, I think I could do this. Maybe I could do this on mindfulness. And it was like, not only like a few days later that I talked to you on the phone and was like... Mm-hmm we should do this together, you know? And so I think it was just, you know, this, again, this kind of perfect storm of all these things swirling at the same time and resting in this assurance that the universe was creating that space for me. So,
1: okay. I also want to stress that when Jamie contacted me, I was also thinking about wanting to do this work. Like, share my voice, be more vocal about my experiences and be of service in this way. And before Jamie, I was like, you know what? I'm going to design a workshop that marries my academic work with my spiritual work. And I called it a workshop on sensual sexuality. And I didn't even know who would take it. Like I didn't have anyone in my mind and It was just like one contact led to another contact. And this contact was a community organizer of Asian American women. And then she just like introduced the workshop to this community. And out of within just a span of a couple of weeks, I had 10 women in my workshop. Wow. And then you emailed me. I just started doing the abundance thing. And then we started doing this podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here's another thing where, so I wanted to apply for this fellowship for that would cover my funding for a whole year. Mm. Okay. And I had it in my mind that I was just going to get it. I just had this thought and I met a friend and I was talking to her about my intentions to apply. And she was like, hey, you know that that application is due in two weeks. Right. <laughs> and I was like, what? no Mm. the the website says it's due next month and she was like no you have to apply to the department the department applies for you a month from now
0: Mm.
1: and so now i'm emailing all my advisors i go to um, my department and ask for an extension and there were other students who needed a extension. And also the Thanksgiving break was kind of in the middle of it. So the department ended up giving it an extension for everyone mm-hmm. so that it was due a week later. Mm-hmm. So all my recommendations went in, my application went in and, and
0: I got it. So in that particular example, the law of attraction and the kind of the synchro destiny Arose in this form of you meeting up with your friend and her actually yeah. just letting you know, oh no, Sanjay, that's due in two weeks. And you're like, wait, yeah. oh my goodness. If I had not met with this friend and we had not talked about this fellowship, then this would never have happened and the whole department wouldn't have given a, an extension to everyone, and I wouldn't have gotten this thing, you know? And so yeah. it's kind of this when you talk about magical moments, it's like, oh my goodness, this moment just happened it's like the universe was looking out for me, right? Yeah. And and if it had not, then it was never meant to happen in the first place. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the the other side of it, right? Well, sometimes bad things happen, right? But then realizing that those bad things are also creating space for new opportunities to arise that you may not have ever imagined.
1: Or that the thing that you want isn't bound to what you think it will look like. So what Mm. I mean is in my Hawaii trip... I had it in my mind that I wanted a crystal, that that's Mm -hmm. the form I wanted, the thing that I wanted to take, you know? I wanted the crystal. But then I ended up getting magical moments Mm -hmm. that replaced that, right? So it's kind of like, well, what did I really want? I wanted to experience love. I wanted to experience
0: connection,
1: Mm -hmm. wonder, yeah. And instead of a crystal, I got the song and I got the koi fish.
0: And I think that's actually... I'm feeling it right now. I feel like that's actually mm-hmm. such a great example of how you would define spirituality, mm-hmm. right? It's like so. So typically, you're like, okay, I want this material, physical crystal that I can hold and that can represent these feelings. Mm-hmm. But instead, you got to experience them firsthand exactly. in this very spiritual, magical way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Well,
0: that's a fabulous question. Um, thank you to Jared for for asking that, and we would encourage all of you all to share what are your magical moments now that Mm -hmm. we've talked a little bit about synchro destiny and the law of attraction aligning with the universe. Have you realized or noticed anything out of the ordinary that seems, you know, especially for you? Um, Definitely let us know. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for sharing your questions and please continue to do so this week. will, as usual, end off with our weekly affirmations So if folks will get comfortable and perhaps close your eyes, and let's take a deep breath together. I allow my curiosity to inspire growth. I allow the universe to respond to my questions. And the answers I seek are within me.
1: That's really great. I really love that.
0: Thank you. Because the universe is within you. That's right. That's the kicker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks again to everyone for submitting your questions. And if you prefer to read your questions yourselves, we'd also encourage you to record yourself maybe writing a letter to us or reciting a question out loud. We'd love to hear your voices and share them with our listeners. And so please continue to do that. And if
1: you have stories of magic happening in your life, I would love to hear that
0: definitely definitely all right well thanks everyone and we'll talk to you next time thank you
1: for joining us on are you there universe where we get to reimagine a new world together we're so grateful to you and we hope you can join us again next time to dive deeper into the intersections between social justice and spirituality if you're curious about our other projects and extensions of this work connect with us We'd love to have you join our community on Instagram at areyouthere.universe. You can also find me, Sunny, at sunny underscore mystic. And find Jamie on her website, www.jamiewu.com.